and welcome to Promoted. I'm your host, Felicity Fury. This is the podcast that helps you get promoted and recognized in your industry and be great when you get there. Today, we have a very special guest on the show. We have Dr. Ellen Manning. She is head of insights and analytics at RACQ. Now, when we first met Ellen, you weren't in that role. You are in a data analytics role. I'd love to hear what do you wish you knew before I think you've got three promotions in the time that we've met uh, over the last three years. What do you wish you knew before you got in in this promoted role? Thanks, Felicity. Um, just quickly before I get to that, I've I've just got a bit of a disclaimer that I that I need to state. Um, the views and opinions that I express are my own and not my employer's RACQ. So, um, what I wish I knew before I got promoted um, was to focus my attention on one or two key areas um, rather than trying to be all things for for all people. Um, So as a leader, I think like your primary role is to enable and support your team, which is obviously that looks different for different people. Um, Is it, you know, like technical guidance? Is it being a mentor or a soundboard, managing stakeholder relationships that that um, they're not as comfortable doing? Um, yeah, so rather than trying to be that perfect leader for every single person, pick the pick the areas that, that you want to focus on that, that you're really good at and, and, and aim there. Um, the other key thing um, I think is knowing that you will never or hardly ever be 100% ready for the role. The only way to get good at a lot of these roles is to actually go and, and do them. Um, yeah, that was that was a very key lesson for me. Amazing. Yeah, that's such great advice. And that was certainly my perception going into leadership was I've got to be this person who can do all the things and be amazing at them and was sort of waiting until I had everything organized and ready. Maybe it's the the engineer in me of having everything figured out before I went into it. And I remember the conversation when you were considering applying for that first leadership role, you were a bit apprehensive at first is that right I think you were talking to Michael or my husband about it saying I don't know if I should apply tell us a bit about that yeah yeah so um yeah so I'd moved into managing um a small team I I had three people so from a, a data analyst role to managing three people um and this promotion that I talked through with Michael and it's it's excellent talking things out loud um was moving to um, be head of a department of, of 20 people. So I had four direct reports and then and then they all led teams under them. Um, so it was like an enormous opportunity. Um, but I'd only spent 12 months managing a tiny team. So like absolutely did not have sufficient experience. Um, but it was where I ultimately wanted to go. Um, and, and like I had the potential to get myself there and these opportunities don't come around all the time. So you you can't just say, um, I'll say no now, but like hit me up in 12 months time kind of thing. Um, and it, it, yeah, it's sort of what we talked out with, with, 
um, Michael was like the person, do you trust the person offering you this role? Yes. Well, then maybe that means that they think that you can do this role. <laughs> um, yeah. And as I said, it's it's ultimately where I wanted to go. So we we just fast tracked my career plans a little. Amazing. And so what were the important things that you did that got you promoted? I remember we had some conversations too around you're thinking of volunteer opportunities and you're being quite strategic of, okay, I've got this goal in the next year or two. What do I need to do now to prepare for that? Tell us about some of those things that you did that got you promoted. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was definitely a, a key part of it. Like as as part of the millennial leadership program, um, part of that was creating an opportunity to lead. So um, demonstrating before you get that promotion that you are capable of of these things. So when I was in the data analytics role, um, uh, I set up our internship program within the analytics function I said hey I want to do this I think I'll be good at it um fortuitously the CEO had told the GM um that he wanted RACQ to have a um an intern or, or graduate program like a couple of weeks before and then so the GM's got this person who's saying yes please pick me um you know without him even asking so like it was an easy yes right um, and then, yeah, so that's obviously um, an, an opportunity to lead people and, and demonstrate your people skills, your like time management skills, um, yeah, all, all those kind of things. Um, and you touched on it just now, Felicity, but like saying yes to those relevant opportunities, so the, the big scary opportunities that don't come around all very often sometimes we just say yes to everything um like any progression is is great right um but no i think getting really clear about as as you said where you want to go and then selectively choosing opportunities that will that will get you there um obviously a requirement is figuring out where you want to go um which is like very significant it's it's not easy to do um for for everyone but yeah then you're able to say yes to the things that would challenge you in the right ways um rather than spreading yourself really thin um i think also like reflecting and learning on experiences so um not only owning up to your mistakes as as soon as possible um, or failure, whatever word you want to use for that. Um, but working out how to fix it and then regularly going back and reviewing those. Um, so my memory's shocking. Um, <laughs> so I will, I'll send myself emails to say, look, this is what I accomplished this week, but this is also what went wrong and this is what I learned from it. And then you go back and you read it and, and you remember, oh, this is, this is what I learned from doing it that way. How can I approach this problem differently in the future? 
so good. I love your email idea. I actually share that with a lot of people because I think it's such a good thing to do. Do you also review kind of at the end of the year and go back and look at some of those lessons? Or I know, you, I know you're in data, Ellen, but are there any patterns that you see that come up from your emails or, or can, lessons that you're continuing to learn? Um, yeah, it's a really good question. Um, I tend to do like a big review at the end of financial year in a line with, with performance reviews um, and like more of a, like a quick wrap up and end of the year. Like, yeah, you want to, you want to feel like you've, you've accomplished things. Um, and, and yeah, like as a leader, they're a lot more intangible. So you can't say, well, I built this model that, you know, simulated bushfires or, or whatever. It's like the influence that you've had on on other people and 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 uh, initiatives delivering that way. Um, I think what a, a lesson that keeps getting reinforced when I go back and and look at my notes um, is that the biggest thing people really need from their leader is to be kept in the loop, um, to be kept informed along the way and consulted and, and yeah, so feeling like they're properly a part of the team and the decision-making process. Um, and when they can't be involved in the decision-making process, when it, when it comes from, from outside your sphere of influence, um, giving them as much detail as soon as possible as you can. So if there's a change, then we can we can prepare for that and we can be comfortable with it. So amazing, such great tips, especially that first time leader role. I think is particularly tricky to navigate because it is such a big step up. That's certainly what my experience was. Did you find that was the hardest one going from no people to three, or was it from three to twenty? Because that's also a really big jump. Was there some big challenges that you that you faced in those situations? Um, it was definitely a lot harder going from three to twenty. Um, going going from technical to to managing three people was like quite easy. Um, <laughs> yeah, the the uh, going to to twenty was was a huge jump. Um, what did I do to prepare for that? Um, I think I I had a look at like what my, you know, like do the SWOT analysis. So what your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats are. Um, but align, having, you know, like 12 months experience as a leader. So um, yeah, not, not the most solid of foundations. Um, but more focusing on what kind of leader you want to be. Um, so I focused on being a servant-based leader um, because I couldn't give that technical guidance to a lot of areas in, in my new team. I was, um, my expertise was really deep but narrow <laughs> um, and so so I couldn't be like a um yeah, like a technical leader and and I wasn't comfortable moving into like a strategic space initially. I was like, right, I'm going to support and enable the team first and foremost and, and this is what I'm good at. 
um, and these are the gaps I need to address to get there. And then when you're comfortable with that, then then I sort of move to, right, well, strategic is like really where I want to go. So, so once, um, yeah, once I was sort of comfortable with my understanding of of what everyone did across the teams what what their roles were what their pain points were whether I could fix them or not then then I could take a step back out of the detail and and look at more of a strategic view this is what the team needs to do to support the company amazing and in terms of time frames because I always go oh my gosh I've got to know everything immediately or within the next week but <laughs> this can take a, a this can take time to build up that knowledge of your team, of their different areas. I like how you said of their, their pain points. What kind of time scale did you feel it sort of it took? And did you have expectations on that timing going into it? Did you set those those boundaries? Because often I don't, and when I do, it's really helpful to set that that time boundary. Yeah, yeah, good question. Um, so I I asked the um guy I was gonna be reporting to, what do you want me to deliver in the first six months? Um, and he laughed at me and he said, you'll be finding your feet for the first six months, Alan. Um, and like, that was such great advice. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess I, I, like I set myself that target, like you've, you've got to be across what everyone's doing in, in the team in, in six months, you've got to know everyone like 20 is, is a manageable number to like properly know what their role is. And, and, um, yeah, the, um those pain points that they face um yeah so I I really tried to work towards that that six month um I feel like in in my next role or or this current role that would that would reduce um like as you get more experienced as as a leader like you know the best ways to or better ways I won't say best um better ways to engage your team and and build that trust like they can't come to you with all of their problems and dirty laundry and unless you have that trust and that takes time so yeah yeah same and how did you know this opportunity would be right for you? I feel like uh, if people thought about a typical data analyst leading 20 people might be a bit out of their comfort zone. How did you know that this step up would be the right thing for you in your career journey? Yeah, yeah, good question. Um, I and, and I said that already. I knew that this was where I wanted to go. Um, I I had identified early that I wanted to play a more strategic role like I really do enjoy uh, answering questions like exploring complex questions and and being able to answer them and um in my analyst role I could answer a few questions I could really dive into a few problems and find solutions for them um, but as you step up and and I guess look after more people, it increases the number of questions that you can answer or the solutions you can provide. Um, so like having more impact was was really exciting for me. Um, as as you mentioned, I um I have a PhD and I I think that's 
because I really just like learning things. I like discovering new things. Um, and the bigger your team is, the more things you can discover. <laughs> That's so good. That's such a great framing. Uh, you're yeah, continuing to discover and learn with each new person in your team. As you wrap up, Ellen, you've had such an incredible career. I've been so inspired by what you've been able to accomplish in such a short period of time. What would be one piece of advice that you would give others looking to step into a leadership role? Yeah, that's um, that's that's a very good question as well. Like I really would... I really would like to cater it to to the individual, but we can't do that. So so I'll I'll proceed with insufficient information. Um, it's a bit of a cliche, but be yourself and and don't be afraid to be yourself. So like it's very difficult to be someone that you're not. Um, I'm not saying like sit back, you're perfect. Just just do keep doing what you're doing. Um, work towards the best version of yourself have a look at what skills and abilities come naturally and and maybe what you do that takes less effort and really focus on those things so when i talked about the swot analysis before and and figuring out where your gaps are don't try and fill in every single gap that every attribute that you think a leader needs to have um because if you're the Jack of all trades, you're a master of none. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Start start with what you're really good at and and what you enjoy, and and build from there. Amazing, it's really really awesome advice because I often think when people say be yourself, it is like you said, okay, I'm done. You know what 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 am I going to learn? And I and I think you get you short change yourself because you don't really get better and, and think more deeply about those things that you are really really good at. So I really love what you said around working towards being the best version of you. I'm definitely going to take that one on, Ellen. Thank you so much for being on the Promoter Podcast. You're amazing. I can't wait to see where you go next in your career. Thank you so much. Thanks so much, Blisty.